You are listening to a sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. The 17th Psalm. Yet another uh, cry of for relief. We might even note in here at times, as we have with a number of psalms in this section of the Psalter, complaints. But it's always complaints that are tempered with confidence. The recognition of God's rule of the world, yet also recognizing that the way the world is going is not right. And so we see this in, in conflict, uh, and we see this having to be worked out uh, in, in these songs. The, the faithfulness, uh, and at the same time, the desire for God to be more active and bring the, the promises that he has for justice and for relief uh, to come and maybe come a bit more quickly. So Psalm 17. Hear a just cause, O Lord. Attend to my cry. So we start off with the justice of the one making the request, like so many in this section, uh, two-thirds of them in the first section of Psalms are Psalms of David. This one is as well. From your, it says, Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From your presence let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right pretty confident here at this time situation in the rightness of his cause, uh, asking to be heard on the basis of justice, uh, on the basis that he doesn't speak lies or deceit, that it, when he is relieved, it will be a vindication of right. 4, verse 3, you have tried my heart. You have visited me by night. You have tested me, and you will find nothing. I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. So I've sworn that I won't make a, I won't swear by my, with my tongue. Think about what James said. How difficult is that? The tongue is uh, restless evil. It's a fire. Who can contain it? James would say in the New Testament. But here the psalmist says, I have made it a point not to sin with what I say. With regard to the works of man... By the word of your lips, I've avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths, and my feet have not slipped. Again, confident assertion of rightness. I call upon you. You will answer me, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior of those who seek refuge. From their adversaries at your right hand. Keep me as the apple of your eye. 
Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. They close their hearts to pity, and with their mouths they speak arrogantly. They have now surrounded our steps. They set their eyes to cast us to the ground. He is like a lion eager to tear, a young lion lurking in ambush. So they're out to get us, Lord. Help us. Arise, O Lord. Confront him. Subdue him. Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword. From men by your hand, O Lord. From men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure. They are satisfied with children. And they leave their abundance to their infants. So looks like they're living good and I'm living rough. But as for me, I shall stand before your face in righteousness. When I awake, I'll be satisfied with your likeness. I have to take that, that last phrase, when I awake, I'll be satisfied with your likeness. I have to take that myself as the resurrection, not the morning. Because it's in that final morning when we'll truly see him, that our true satisfaction will come. But what do we make of this one who makes such absolute uh, statements of their fidelity, of their lips that are free from deceit, of their heart that is right, of their holding fast to the paths of God and not slipping, right? Psalm 119 Is it 108, uh, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a guide to my path. Here's someone saying they have followed God's way and they have not slipped. We got two ways to deal with this. One is that the king who's speaking here isn't really David, but it's Christ. There are a number of places in Psalms where the words of the psalmist are put into Christ's mouth in the New Testament, Hebrews in particular, uh, but also in the Gospels, where the words of the psalmist are put into Christ's mouth for their ultimate fulfillment. And you know what? When we see things like, my feet have not slipped and there's no deceit in my mouth, doesn't that sound like 1 Peter chapter 2 about the life of Christ? There was no, there was no guiling, no deceit on his lips, uh, that he left us a path that we could follow in his steps. So, Psalm 17 might be Christ's psalm more than David's psalm. And the other is, the other way to take this is David is speaking of the rightness of the things that he's doing while getting attacked in this world, while being a faithful servant of God, and while in regard to these things, doing nothing wrong. But no, we wouldn't take this as an absolute 100% David never slipped, David never misspoke. David never lied because what do we know if we read the history? Yeah, he did. He did. He did all of those things. But the Psalms, the Psalms have places that account for that too. Uh, Psalm 25, which we mentioned briefly a couple of weeks ago, uh, just to hit a couple of highlights. This is another Psalm of David. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, that's Psalm 25 and, and 7. Uh, and also, 
Um, uh, a little bit later, uh, it'll say uh, Psalm 25:18. Consider my affliction and my troubles, and forgive all of my sin. Uh, and then uh, also uh, verse 11: For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. So yes, there are a number of places where David does confess his sins. It would be a strange man indeed who went before God all the time and said, God, vindicate me in righteousness. I haven't deviated from your path and I haven't sinned with my lips. And so we have two options here. Either it's David speaking in a limited sense, in a sense of comparison with these ungodly enemies who are seeking to destroy him. That's a possibility. The other is that this is like a number of other psalms. This is a psalm of our Savior And if we read this one as the king being Jesus, it actually fits 100%. And so I'm inclined to take that one, but I guess I could see David as well. In any case, what we see is even for the righteous ones of this world, those who walk before God in integrity, there are people who are against them. And what do we do when they are like that toward us? We pray to God. That is our solution. That is our answer. So that ultimately, as the psalm concludes, when I awake, I'll be satisfied with your likeness and behold your face in righteousness. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Malvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at malvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.